Hello, welcome back to Making Better Bites podcast, your go-to source for all things women's health, hormones, and nutrition. This is your host and registered dietitian, Adrienne Wagoner, back for another mini episode with you today. So happy Friday. Hope everyone is looking forward to um, going into the weekend. Maybe you have plans for the holidays, early celebrations, or just relaxing and enjoying being home and cozy. But for today's mini episode, I was kind of playing, planning to continue off of the idea of beauty standards for women are ruining your hormones. And this topic popped off for some reason on TikTok more so than the other ones that I've come up with. And it's about nail polish and like keeping your nails done and how the exposure to the chemicals are technically considered endocrine disruptors and therefore they can disrupt your endocrine system just as um, many things are endocrine disruptors around us in society and in our day-to-day lives so it is really hard to avoid but it's one where it's like I mean I, I even have my nails painted right now so it's not it's not like you can't do it but it's one where you can have control over it because like technically we don't have to have our nails done but Um, So if you're looking for an area to limit your exposure or to just be more mindful of, I think that these kind of beauty habits um, can be a good place to start with that just to consider. And it's because of a few things. So the nail polish itself or whatever nail product you decide to put on your fingers is going to have the chemicals in it so it can be absorbed through our nail beds and also through our skin Um, of course you know you get some nail polish on your skin or whatever but our nails are part of our body and so we do absorb the chemicals into our systems and it's actually been proven because they've tested people's urine like within like 12 to 15 hours i think was the study post nail polish application and there were much higher levels of these chemicals in their urine than there was um, obviously before they got their nails painted. So yeah, there is the fact that your skin and your fingernails can absorb the things that are in the nail polish or if you get acrylics or like gel, any of those kind of things. Um, They all have it to some degree. And then the other thing is like if you go to a nail salon or even worse, if you work in a nail salon, your exposure becomes a lot higher because um, it's it's not only on your fingers, but like it's in the air. So you're breathing it in a lot more as well and breathing in the dust particles, whether you get acrylics or gel and those kind of things yourself or not. If it's offered at that nail salon, then it's in the system, in the air. And, you know, I I think a lot of people are becoming more aware of this and, you know, the care of their workers and things, just trying to have really good filtration and ventilation systems so that um, they aren't exposed as drastically, especially for the women who work there. But if you think about it, if you're going like, you know, every few weeks, like that for you could be something that's adding up, um, especially because like you're keeping your nails painted, all of that. So yeah, just making sure that you are limiting your exposure. If this is something you're doing a lot, you could cut back on it. There's different ways. Um, you know, they say that there's nail polishes that are better and maybe there are. I'm not really sure of any of them. You just want to look at the ingredients. But oftentimes, even when they say like, 
oh, we took out, you know, one of the top five like endocrine disrupting ingredients. They have to replace it with something and most likely it is going to be replaced with something that is like also an endocrine disruptor, which it might not be even a known one yet, but like there's only so many ways that you can make nail polish, you know, so it might just be like a chemical that is like a slightly different chemical compound than the one that they were using before, but still serves the same purpose. So it's just something to consider, like all of the beauty products around us. It's the same thing goes for like fragrances that are in your life, like whether you use plugins in your wall or sprays or perfumes or, um, you know, the lotions and creams and skincare and all of those kind of things. You just want to, again, be aware and limit your exposure where you f- to where you feel comfortable because it might not be something that's necessary in your life, but if it's something that you enjoy, then, um, you know, risk versus reward and also like the dose makes the poison, which is one of my favorite things when it comes to talking about whether it's like your food choices or like endocrine disruptors in your life, um, the dose is going to make the poison. So with like food dyes or how often you eat out or go to McDonald's for fast food or Taco Bell or any fast food restaurant, obviously, um, the dose makes the poison there. And the same goes for like your fragrance level of exposure and like how many endocrine disruptors you allow in your life. The dose makes the poison. And we've talked too about different things you could do to reduce endocrine disruptors. One thing I'm loving right now, of course, vacuuming regularly, which I've talked about many times. And also remembering even in the winter to like air out your house. So open up the windows, let fresh air in, let some circulation, even just for like 10 or 15 minutes. It's not going to affect the temperature of your house that much, even when it's cold out. I promise because I've been doing it this week specifically, especially in my bedroom, just trying to open up the windows for like 10 minutes a day at least just to make it feel fresh. And um, it doesn't get like freezing, even though it's only like 35 degrees outside, which I know we have much colder temperatures ahead, but just something to consider. Um, Yeah, the dose makes the poison. So I never want to share these things to scare people, just to inform and to share some information. Um, But yeah, this is, we've got one more week before my maternity leaves. So just a reminder, next week, episodes will be the last two before I go on break for the baby to be born, assuming he doesn't come again before next Friday, um, which is my goal. So we'll see if he decides to stay on path with me in that. And um, yeah, I have some big announcements. I think I'm going to share them before the end of next week, um, maybe in my last episode next week. I haven't really decided of things that I have coming out in the new year. But until then, you can check out in my show notes um, where to find me on social media and also tools that I have available for you if you need some more support on understanding your menstrual cycle or working on healthy hormone habits. Be sure to check those out. I spend a lot of time and energy into them so that it can walk you through and hopefully be as clear as possible. You can come out of it successful and having a lot of education on your cycle as well. So all of that being said, thank you so much for being a listener. Feel free to share this episode with anyone. Make sure you're subscribed. And I hope that this has helped you to make better bites. Mm-hmm.